0: And I've found it really interesting over my last 10, 15 years of, you know, being a published songwriter is that in a room, there's always roles to play. Sometimes there's an editor. Sometimes there's a vibe guy. Sometimes there's somebody who's just like a pure lyricist or a track person. And and I, I like going into a room, doing a little bit of all of that and just kind of being the chameleon and whatever's not being done, do that role. Um, but it is interesting it's like it's a study of people when you when you get into a room with somebody to see
1: what their strengths are where they're comfortable mhm what exactly like where do they put their energy and where do they thrive the desert tiger podcast Am Bush, and today we are joined by an acclaimed country, a singer, a songwriter, a whose 2022 EP Six Songs to Midnight debuted at number one on iTunes. His sophomore single found recently a when a platinum. He recently also returned from an international tour, which featured some uh, incredible dates in Australia, and he also just happened to release a killer New single entitled "Girl Drinks a Beer." We are here to talk about all of these incredible things with the amazing Dan Davidson. How's it going today, Dan? Hey, buddy. Nice intro. That makes me feel good. I like all these ego strokes. I'll take it. <laughs> Ooh, hey, got to bring the hype up. You know, got to bring yeah, the I energy. Like need a hype guy. Hey, hey. If you ever need anyone to introduce you live, you know, just you, you know where to find me. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, fantastic. And of course, like I mentioned, you just happened to release a new single featuring the incredible Australian country music star Travis Collins. The song is Girl Drinks a Beer. That's where I want to kick things off, my friend. Of course, you're ending this year strong with this track. When exactly did it uh, begin to take shape for you?
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Like, I wrote the song a while back with a couple friends in Nashville, Canadian guys living down well, living down there, and one guy was working down there. Um, and, yeah, you know, it just kind of came together. I did a demo for it, and I really loved the demo. And, of course, we were kind of, like, mid-pandemic at this point. And uh, we were all looking for ways to get creative and to, like, keep moving the, the, the train forward, you know? We had to keep the story going. And uh, I got involved with this thing. The CCMA, the Canadian Country Music Association, um, set up a bunch of Zoom meetings with the CMAA, Canadian or Country Music Association of Australia. And uh, so basically, it was like this crazy speed dating industry Zoom party thing where you'd get switched out into these different rooms every five minutes. And so I met like 50 artists, and uh, Travis Collins was one of them. And it was just like a guy that I kind of hit it off with. And, you know, we have similar kind of direction and similar fans. And and he's like a, he's a guitar player and, and I'm a guitar player. I've studied a lot of guitar and uh, I don't know. It's just like, just a guy that kind of hit it off with. And so I kind of kept that in the back of my mind as I was, you know, I've been developing Australia as a market for myself. I had this song that I liked. We were kind of headed into Australian summer and Canadian winter. So I was thinking like, it's a perfect time to, you know, make Canadians forget that it's wintertime and kick off the summer for Australians. So why don't I add a friend of mine on the song? So I called up Travis and sent him the tune and they're like, yeah, this is great. Let's do it. So it just came together so easily. He recorded his own vocals, sent it to me. And this is actually this is my the first Dan Davidson song that I've ever
1: self-produced. So it was a, a lot of firsts on this one. <laughs> wow. You've produced for other artists, but this is the first one of your own. Hey.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've like I've done production on my own stuff, but I've never top to bottom produced a song for myself. I, I don't know if it's just uh just like a fear like you, you know, I, it's nice to get another another set of ears on something and uh it's just a, a bit of an uncertainty when it's your own project. It's strange. It's like a, a mindset switch.
1: Mhm. Well, like you said, nice to have a different set of ears who maybe uh hears things a little bit differently than you than you would, right?
0: Totally. Yeah. I mean, I I love collaborating that's like a big part of what i do in in music is is finding a way to to make something better by by adding a brain on it and you know i i I found that out early on in my music career when i was starting out i was in a band right and and in a band it's just like it's us against the world we're the band we're it's everything is us going out but as we worked more in, in the canadian music industry and got a little bit bigger we started collaborating and started realizing that when you're collaborating with somebody you're kind of gaining a percentage rather than thinking of it as losing a percentage Mm -hmm. because you know you're coming up with something that you wouldn't have come up with without somebody who's outside and sort of objectively looking in
1: Mm -hmm. and sometimes you'll see like from a fan perspective and like some like from some people you'll see oh like why do you need so many songwriters or otherwise and it's like well collaboration and like sometimes you just happen to hit it off like you say with Other people, and then the vibe is just right. And what you guys can create together is so much more different than what you would create alone.
0: Yeah, and I find like uh, I know what I do, what my go tos are for creative stuff. Like I know my my guitar crutches, I know my lyrical crutches, and I know my my general tendency in when it comes to melody. So when somebody, if I'm in a session with somebody, even if that person doesn't actually get a song, you know, it doesn't actually have a word that they said go on the song they could just be in the room influencing the vibe. And that would still be a massive plus for me. And and I've I found it really interesting over my last 10, 15 years of you know being a published songwriter is that in a room, there's always roles to play. Sometimes there's an editor. Sometimes there's a vibe guy. Sometimes there's somebody who's just like a pure lyricist or a track person. And and uh, I I like going into a room doing a little bit of all of that and just kind of being the chameleon and whatever's not being done do that role. Um, but it is interesting. It's like it's a study of people when you when you get into a room with somebody to see what their strengths
1: are, where they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. What exactly like where do they put their energy and where do they thrive?
0: Yeah, and you know, there's some some songwriters out there that have huge cuts, and I I'm pretty sure. that <laughs> some some of them are just vibe guys. They'll just go into a room and. Everybody loves them. The energy's great. Everyone's smiling and you feel like you
1: made a friend. And usually at the end of those sessions, it's a great song. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then also shout out to technology because, I mean, like we said, being able to be in a room. But, of course, the last two years, uh, not really much of a opportunity. So, A, shout out to things like Zoom that's uh, connecting us right now. And also shout out to uh, the CCMAs and... Uh, I can't remember what the Australian <laughs> Music Awards was. CMAA. Yeah. CMAA is but either way, shout out to both of those entities for, like, seeing the need for songwriting potential and, like, filling that gap and creating the opportunity for, like, you know. Like, because before, for you to get inside of the room with the Australian-based Travis Collins or, like, 50 other Australian people, like, you have to go to Australia. And, like... It's yeah. so much easier to do so once you have a network and all of these other things, right?
0: Totally, man. And that, that uh, it's crazy how things can snowball. So that from those meetings, I also met a festival promoter and, and uh, told him my little elevator pitch and, and we kind of kept in touch. And from there it snowballed into me getting my first Australian festival, which turned into my first Australian tour, which meant I was meeting all these people that only existed on zoom in real life. And and now I'm writing with some of these other artists in Australia and I'm heading back for a second
1: tour coming up. So it's
0: it's uh, it's weird how it all starts. Like it basically all just came from being involved in this weird little Zoom conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. And of course, you just happened to mention there you just happened to do your first tour of Australia. And I know this year you also had the opportunity to hit places like the UK, France, Spain, I believe so what has it been like to, uh, you know, after sitting inside of a room for two years, like not being able to travel at all to like suddenly you're getting out to all of these different places, some of them for like the first time ever, right?
0: Yeah, it's so great. Like this in the last six months i have been to five countries, so it's pretty insane, really. Um, I, I kind of thought when my days of touring and rock and roll ended, my international touring would also be done. But here I am, you know. I'm like eight countries in now. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been great getting back to it. You know, like I I was traveling a lot before COVID, and then when COVID hit, like it's weird. You, you kind of get back into this new normal. And uh, and for me, it's always like intimidating when I have to travel because I have a family and I don't want to, you know, put my wife out and make my kids feel uncomfortable and things like that. So I kind of got used to just being at home all the time and doing all my work in the basement. Uh, so it was a little bit tricky to kickstart it back into my regular routine of making sure that I'm playing lots and making cool content, but I mean, my family gets it. They know how it works and they know what the job is. And, And still most of the time I am home, but the odd time I do have to take some, some big swings
1: and get out there and get on the road. Hey, it's a part of trying to make a career of this, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's so funny. Like I always say this to my musician friends who are dads, but it's like, when people find out that you're a touring musician or a professional musician, they always kind of think that you're absent for your kids. But I think I had way more daytime hours with my kids than most nine to five dads do. Because like I, you know, I, before they were in school, I was with them all day. And then I would go play on the weekends or whatever. And so, yeah, I, I really liked being able to, to be musician dad uh, for young, young kids. Because, yeah, like I said, I got so much time. During the day with them, and then during COVID, I was, you know, I was like Mister Mom. I had, uh, I had like all their friends were coming over. It was full Daddy Daycare mode. (laughs)
1: Hey man, it's sometimes you got to step up, right? It's uh, I've been on the road for a while, and finally, it's like you know what? It's your turn.
0: (gasps) I, you know, and I love it. It's so much fun for me, and uh, it's it's interesting trying to expose my kids to music and not pushing at them because like i'll play them on my demos all the time and if they have something that sticks in their head or they ask about something a few days later i'm like well okay if a five-year-old remembers it it's got to be good
1: (laughs) so with that being said do your daughters have a favorite uh dan davidson track uh
0: yeah they they like you know what's so funny they do ask for a lot about the demos that i make because i play them in the car but they they love the songs with all the music videos because they they have more of an attachment to 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 that kind of a thing so you know when they're really little it was found and barn burner were the big ones and and uh, they got to make an appearance in the say we did video and the uh, these are my people video so yeah it's pretty cool you know when they get to see that they're a part of this whole thing it, uh, it's sticky for them
1: Mm hmm. That's kind of cool how, you know, you get to include them inside of your project. And as you continue to grow as an artist, you can see their growth as human beings, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so far, I'm kind of holding on to cool dad. But I think my my time is limited in that zone.
1: We'll see. Hold on to it as long as you can, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, they're still young. Wait till they're teenagers. (laughs) Oh, that's take every little moment uh, you got those COVID years of being stay-at-home dad i mean make make you appreciate it a little bit more then right keep those
0: memories safe yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh and of course you just happened to uh mention one of your other tracks there found which happened to uh recently go platinum i believe you released the song all the way back in 2016 so about six years here now suddenly boom uh continuing to get airplay continuing to uh make noise so what is it like to have you know after all this time your sophomore single go platinum it's
0: it's a freakish occurrence like it just doesn't really happen that often especially to indie artists you know this i don't even without promoting it the song gets a million streams a year on spotify alone so it's like it's just this little engine that keeps going for me which is fantastic you know it was it was the number 1 selling canadian song for half a minute and it was uh you know it's a, it was a big wedding song and i think that's what really perpetuated it cuz it's not a sappy song it's a it's a fun get drunk fall in love kind of a song so that uh that really made it uh, a really i don't know just a stubborn song that wouldn't go away and uh yeah so it went it went gold in 2018 or 17 i think and then platinum this year it's just amazing. So I'm 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 gonna plan to try and release it in Australia. I know it's lots of years later, but it's gonna be new to them, and hopefully uh, it just keeps doing what it does.
1: Hey, I mean, like you said, new market. You're going there soon. Might as well uh, get them used to a couple more songs. So that time you hit that second tour, you've got people in the crowd not just drinking gr- drinks beer. They've got a couple Dan Davidson tracks already in their back pocket, singing along in the crowd.
0: Yeah, you know what? What was so cool about going down there is that there was people singing along to songs that they had no business singing along to. So I think, I think they thought it was interesting that somebody from North America was putting in a lot of effort to be there. Uh, so that was cool. I hope I hope that continues because that uh, it really pumped my tires and and it was fun and it just like inspiring to see like halfway around the world, a place I've never been, people are actively searching out the music. So it's it's really good.
1: Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And of course, uh, just mentioning there again, you are going back for a second tour. What does uh, the future here potentially hold here? I know, the beginning of 2023, what do uh, the fans, what can they expect from Dan Davidson here?
0: Well, I've been locking myself in this room a lot, (laughs) in my studio room, just writing lots and, and trying to make sure I have the new record ready to go. I have about five new songs done. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of starting to reach out and take some meetings about the new album and, and how I can best get it out to the world and more fans. Uh, so doing a lot of that these days, but also, you know, I'm, I'm working on a small documentary with uh, a filmmaker friend of mine. He's got the office next door. We He does all my branding and videos and we travel the world together a lot. So doing that, and then I have um, a showcase in South by Southwest in Austin, Texas in March. It's just uh yeah, just piling it on here. But and then after that, it's just all focusing on the uh, the the best shows that any Canadian country music artist can play is the the festival circuit in the summertime. And I got a couple really good ones coming down the pipes, and I'm really excited to to kind of get into the east part of Canada a little bit next this summer. And yeah, man, it's just you know the grind, putting out content. I just put out a ridiculous um, Christmas video. You should check out every year. I'm starting to do like remake a trailer from an eighties Christmas movie. And they're just terrible, but good, terrible.
1: <laughs> As someone who watched the Die Hard one this morning, you absolutely should go and watch all of these. And you should also be going ahead and following Dan on your favorite social media. So you can stay up to date with that new music with those upcoming festival and tour dates. Dan, what would you say is the best platform to uh, connect with you on?
0: Um, I, you know, my favorite is Instagram for sure could be my age, but, uh, yeah, I love when people reach out every, DM I always respond to and wherever you want to find me, it's at it's Dan Davidson. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be cool and be a TikToker too, but man, oh, it's just a generational thing. I think maybe trying. I'm getting too old.
1: Trying. <laughs> I mean, Try you're a pretty, you're pretty creative it. guy though. You're a pretty yeah. creative guy. So I think you, I think but, you'll get there. Uh, Hopefully, people uh, go check it out and see what I'm up to. They can tell me if I'm doing a good job. (laughs) Hey, I'll leave some links in the description to the show below. Make it nice and easy for the listeners to go ahead and do that. Check out the tracks as well as you absolutely should. All right, Dan, I've got a couple more questions for you here. We're going to dive a little bit behind the man, the person here. So, of course, I want to know what is something that you are thankful for inside of this world?
0: Oh, man. Well, I'm really thankful that I have a lot of family support because it's it's really tough to do this job, um, you know, being away and, and having terrible scheduling and last minute decisions and things like that. It That makes it really hard. Uh, so I'm really lucky that that I've got um, parents and in-laws and, and sisters and stuff close by because it's we lean on our family a lot. We're really close. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's probably a big one for me. But I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just thankful that I've got a lot of really close friends that believe in the project. It's, you know, I've, I get to make music with my friends for a living and, and travel and do cool things. So I think if I can just continue to do this, I feel like I've hacked the system.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah, absolutely. So when you're not touring the world and trying to be a cool dad as long as possible, what other interests, what other hobbies does Dan Davidson have?
0: Well, I'm like a pretty diehard Oilers fan. I've been lots of Oiler games. I, uh, I've, I used to be the backup anthem singer for the Oilers for a while, for a time. Okay. So, uh, I love doing that. You know, I love, I, I love kind of, I'm focused on fitness a lot, I do a lot of working out and trying to make sure that my body doesn't fall apart. Uh, things like that, man, you know, in the summertime, it's a, it's a little different, you know, in, in the winter it's tough because I'm, I'm in, I'm sitting in my cave and, trying to be creative, but, uh, I don't get to play hockey as much as I used to, but in the summertime, I love to golf and I love to get out to the cabin and, and, you know, go
1: canoeing and just get out on the lake, Northern Manitoba. It's a, it's a beautiful spot to be. Heck yeah. You enjoy yourself some nature. That's right. Heck yeah. So you mentioned the lake there. Are you, uh, a fisherman?
0: No, I love fishing. I don't think I'm particularly good at it, but I love sitting on a boat with a whole bunch of beer and some, you know, some family or friends and <laughs> just having a good day. Hey, the good times is where it's at. Yeah, but it is great fishing up there in, in northern Saskatchewan, northern Manitoba. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's some
1: of the best fish fries you'll ever go to. Hmm. I can, I can attest to this northern Saskatchewan. I'm a shout out Jan Lake right now. One of my favorite spots for show. <laughs> nice hey hey all right and of course i've got one last question here so of course we've been talking about this past year as a musician all of the things that have come with it the successes the highs all of these wonderful things to uh, kick back getting back out into the world but through this year of course there's always opportunity to grow as a person otherwise so through the process of this last year of being a musician and crafting these songs and everything else. How has this time helped you to grow as a person, or what has it taught you about yourself? Um, I think the biggest thing is,
0: you know, we we. I was just talking about this with my my video guy the other day. Is I think that in, in North America we really get programmed into this this rat race where if we have a moment where we're not sprinting, you have this overwhelming guilt. You know, inside of you, that you should be working harder, and especially when you're an entrepreneur or an indie artist, it, it always feels like there's that pressure there. So, I'm trying to learn that it's okay to take a breath and to just take a minute and, and let the world inspire you, or you know, just do something that that fills you up a little bit. You know, and and that's that's really hard for me. I'm working on that, but. You know, a lot of like superficial things too. I'm I'm trying to I'm learning French and I'm I'm working on learning a lot more about production and being a better producer and yeah. So I I think I've always got a little bit of a project trying to you know trying to better myself and I think that's something that becomes more important as you get a little older too. I'm finding that I never thought about these things in my 20s, but uh, but now I'm I'm really trying to think about how I can learn something every day.
1: Nice one thing that I say is it's uh, as soon as you stop learning, you're probably not breathing.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's important, man. And, and you know, spe- this French thing has been interesting because I've played in France a lot and I, I love playing in Quebec. I love Quebecers. Um, so I'm, I'm really trying to, like, do my best to to be a <laughs> call, it a better Canadian, just being able to communicate with, you know, another eight million people that are in this country. And it's tough. It's hard. It's hard to learn that stuff as a grown up. But uh, I'm really enjoying it, though. Hey, Quebec has a lot of diehard
1: music fans too.
0: So many good country fans. And I don't think a lot of the country knows that. Like it's there's some it's amazing. Like Matt Lang is a friend of mine and he's a big star out in Quebec and it's crazy how much people love that guy. You go there and he's a superstar.
1: Mm -hmm. So I, I was try to rub shoulders with matt when i'm in quebec as much as i can (laughs) (laughs) shout out to matt lang a former guest of the show and of course it's like you mentioned it's like an artist can actually sustain themselves like fairly well off of an entire like just out of quebec alone oh 100% yeah and it's it's
0: just a beautiful part of canada's history I'm, i'm a big history nerd and and i i think that uh it's something we should really embrace and enjoy because they have so much to offer
1: Mm-hmm. the architecture too is yeah it's ooh. Canada's tiny Europe <laughs> absolutely absolutely my friend I have had an incredible time chatting here with you today about this new single girls drink beer and of course everything else that we've dove into here today I need to thank you one last time Dan for joining us here today on the DTP
0: oh uh, thanks for having me man it's been a real pleasure Tiger Podcast.